And here I am again with some more Southern phrases, definitions of them. All right. Today we're going to start off with one tickle pink. It means you're delighted. Or the concept of enjoyment. Great enough to make the recipient glow with pleasure. Well, how did you like what happened yesterday? Well, I was tickled pink. And we're going to be going into Southern anger now. Hissy fit. If you've ever heard this, I'm about to tell you what it's about. A temperamental outburst or a tantrum. They were throwing a hissy fit. Did you see that? The allusion in this expression may be to the hissing and sputtering of such outbursts, or it may simply be a contraction of hysterical. The term originated in the USA in the mid 20th century and is first recorded in 1934 in the edition of American Speech. Hissy is probably provincial slang. I, of course, I've heard it most of my life, you know. Uh, he threw a hissy or he had a hissy means that person in question was very disturbed and very angry. All right, here's one that I use quite a bit. A conniption. If you're having a conniption, that means there's anger or panic expressed verbally, loudly, and with overt bodily gestures. While the person remains uncertain, it is perhaps, excuse me, while the origin remains uncertain, it is perhaps related to corruption, which was used in sense of anger from 1799 or from England, dialectual, canoptious, ill-tempered, captious, probably a corruption of captious. Don't know what that means, but, you know, I'm just a southerner. I, you know, those long words don't really mean a whole lot to me. The difference between a hissy fit and a conniption fit is that a hissy involves immature behavior and pouting whereas a conniption fit can involve genuine anger panic or violence so there you go you're having a conniption you're a whole lot worse off than you are if you're having a hissy fit ah i've used this one a lot this phrase right here i've used quite a bit Getting on my last nerve, and I'm sure a lot of you out there have used the same term, okay? Here's what it means. It's a hyperbole to convey irritation and to emphasize that someone or something has actually, has the actual derivation of this, excuse me, I'm so sorry. Let me back up the hyperbole to convey irritation and to emphasize that someone or something has pushed you to your last limit. So in other words, if, if you tell somebody, if you tell somebody that you are getting on my last nerve, it means they push you to the point. Back away. Slap you silly. This one is frequently employed as a threat to imply frustration with someone. I don't know if I've ever been slapped to the point that I was silly though. Anyway, 
think I did this one on another one, but I'm going to go ahead and do it again. Hold your horses. A common idiom to mean hold on or wait. The phrase believed to have originated in the United States of America in the 19th century and is historically related to horse riding or driving a horse drawn thin. But if you're telling somebody to hold your horses, that means to just wait a minute. I'll get to you when I get to you. <clears throat> Don't get your feathers rough. Mm -hmm. To make annoyed or upset based on the idea of a bird whose feathers are not smooth because of fear or excitement. In other words, if you make somebody mad, really, really mad, or just a little bit mad, they got their feathers ruffled, okay? And I've used this one here some too. Jerk a knot in your tail. Jerk a knot in your tail. Usually said to an unruly child to ensure them that trouble was coming if they didn't straighten up and fly right or stop misbehaving. If you don't stop what you're doing, I'm gonna jerk a knot in your tail. And usually, that worked for me. Uh, my mother never said that to me. Of course, my mother didn't make a whole lot of expressions to me when she was ready to get a hold of me. She got a hold of me. She didn't. She didn't make any threats. She just did what she had to do. Um. Ah. I know if you're from the south, you've heard this quite a bit. I'm going outside getting me a switch. Whenever a child needed a spanking, often it's not the person doing the spanking would tell the child they were going out to get a switch. With a switch being a relative thin tree branch or something like it. Of course, we kids, we kids would bring back some tiny and frail little limb. Usually when I went, uh, after about the second time when she sent me to get a switch, uh, I realized that uh, you bring back a small one, she's going back in the limb. Uh, she's going back to get something you make a cane out of. Don't do that. Get the kind of switch you know she's going to use and just get it over with. Because uh, most of the time, uh, of course, my sisters, I don't think they ever learned that lesson. Because every time they went, they went and got a, about a six or eight inch uh, limb and brought back to her. Of course, she ran right out there and got one that was about three times as long and brought it back and wore them out with it. But uh, anyway, that was uh, that was something that was always done at my house. Whenever my mother told us to get a switch, I always got the one I knew she'd be able to use. Ah, here's one right here. You're going to get a licking. A lick, as with a belt or a paddle, makes kind of of a smacking down, smacking sound, thus licking, equivalent to getting a switching. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that's right because uh, with a paddle, it covered a wider area and you didn't really get, you know, that many licks. Now with a switch, when my mother used a switch, it was like, like a tornado 
you know, and by the time I got done, she got done with me, I didn't do that no more. Okay. Here's another one. Hush up. The word hush apparently originated as an anonymatopia, which means that a word sounds like what it intends to convey. Hush up means that you better be quiet or stop talking immediately. You ever been in church? You're talking and your mother has punched you about three times with her elbow. Finally, she looks over at you and said, you better hush up. And you knew that if she had to tell you to hush up one more time, you were going out. And you didn't want to have to go out of church. But if you went out of church, that meant something was going to happen you don't want to happen. Okay, here's another one. Here's another phrase that I've, I've heard all my life. Pitch a plug out of you. This hyperbole was used to describe what mothers would do to their children should they be caught squirming or misbehaving in church. Again, church. Also can be used to describe a bug bite or a sting, something painful that removed a significant portion of flesh. I don't think my, I don't think my mother ever moved in her flesh when she pinched me, but I'm gonna tell you, I have got to pin, I have got a plug pinched out of me more than once, and I'm telling you, I don't like it. Back when I was a kid, uh, she got quite a she got quite a few pinches on me. Quit your belly aching. Quit your belly aching. That's where we're going to stop on this one. Let me stop complaining. Now, if you're just a whiner and you just whine all the time about something, you're whining about something going on that you don't like and whining about this and whining about that, you don't ever do anything but whine all the time. That's when you look at somebody and say, Stop your belly aching. Okay? Now, I know I haven't had any uh, comical antics in the last uh, few uh, things that I have, uh, podcasts that I've done. Uh, so, I'm going to give some uh, little comical stuff here right now. And I'm sure you'll probably know what I'm talking about when I say this. These are some words that, uh, and probably some phrases that you'll probably understand. These are some comical stuff that I've mudden. A pastime involving driving a four-wheeler vehicle in the mud with a goal of nearly losing control. So friends of mine I saw one time they got on mudden. After I saw them when they got through doing their mudden, they looked like mud from head to toe. The only thing you could see was their teeth and the white of their eyes. The rest of it was dirt and mud. If the creek don't rise, that means if nothing bad happens, everything will be okay. Everything will be as planned. 
Here's a phrase that I'm sure a lot of people have heard. Nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocket chairs. Nervous to the point of being jumpy or constantly on the lookout. Holler. To let someone know something. Example, holler at me when you put the kids to bed and we can grab a drink. Alright. Well, I'm going to move on. And I hope you guys got a little laugh out of this and maybe some education as well. And I'll be back again before too long. But until then, let's get her done. <laughs>